Slices podcast, bringing you pieces of the world through lived experiences. Welcome to the Slices podcast. I'm your host, Gracia. Today, I'm going to be talking to Fenella, who is going to be talking to us about um, an exciting um, venture she's she's currently on. She's starting a business in uh, Cameroon, and she's going to be talking us through that. What was the process? Why Cameroon? um, Any ups and downs she has faced so far, et cetera, et cetera. So welcome to the Slices podcast, Fenella. Thank you. Yay, I'm so excited for this Okay, so for now, before we start, I always like to get to know the guests. I want the listeners to get to know you just just a smidge, just a smidge. Um, so if you can share, um, give us a slice of vanilla, you know, something you're working on. If you're reading a really interesting book, if you're if you have your own podcast that will rival mine. No, I'm joking. But um, yeah, just give us a slice of vanilla before we get into things. Okay, sure. Um, right. So. I'm Fenella. I am. I don't know what to do. Um, I guess. I guess I don't need to give a full background. You'll just find out as we go because it's a bit boring. Um, what am I? I'm Fenella, Cameroonian, raised in London, as well as Cameroon. Um, I work for Google as a project manager, and I also. I think I've always had several side hustles, probably probably since school days. So I have, um, as of the venture I'm going to go into, but I also am building in like the property market and um, what else am I doing? I'm learning how to swim <laughs> at the moment. Okay, this is like a hobby slash goal. Um, and what, what am I reading at the moment? I'm always going in between books, um, but I can say that maybe... The last book I read was Lean In by Sheryl Sandberg. She's, um, she used to work for Yahoo, I think it was. She was working for Yahoo and it was a really good book. I had a list of books I put for my birthday, but that's the last book I read. And then the next book I'm going to go into is called, um, Vanilla, think, think, think. It is called, um... I can't remember. Maybe if it comes to me during the day, I'll, I'll mention it. But no, that's fine. Tell tell me about, how did you find the Lean In book? I've never read it myself, but I've heard good things about. No, it. No, it was really good. It was a quick read. I won't lie. I don't like books that are too long because I'm I have such a long list, a never ending list. But it was really good. I think it was very empowering. There were things that I wouldn't say came new to me, but if anything, a lot of like reconfirmation and just being just being bold and not ever feeling you know secondary because it's very easy to to automatically feel displaced especially when you're working in male-dominated industries but she didn't just talk about career she spoke about life and I think the yeah. advice that she gave can adapt to pretty much anything a woman puts her mind to I just you know the that saying impossible is nothing I think that's a nice slogan, yeah. but I really take that to like, it's, it's a nice thing, but I really think it's, it's I think it's it's true impossible is nothing and I think that we shouldn't ever have that fear you know there's a choice to either to either follow the path of fear or to just you just walk boldly into into things and yeah it was really good I really recommend it it's only I think 200 pages okay cool so let, let's let's get let's get right in let's get right in so you said you are from Cameroon and for people that don't know, where is Cameroon? Tell us a little bit about Cameroon. I know the where is Cameroon question is a bit controversial. I am so fed up with people asking me this question. 
Some people say it's Central, Central Africa. Some people West. say it's Central yes. West. Okay, I, so for me... So you, you set the record straight. And if there are any Cameroonians... Oh, gosh, I said it. I, it didn't come out of my mouth. So um, you set the record so for straight me, for us. I would say Cameroon is Central Africa. Um, because a lot of, I guess, I guess, okay, let me start again. Cameroon is, I guess, economically, economically Central Africa, demographically West. But I would say Central because everything we do is relates to Central. And um, where I'm from is more towards that side. Anyway, well, the part I'm from is more yeah. towards that side. But I think it's Central. You could say West. I don't know. I think with Cameroon, there's a lot of splits <laughs> and we'll go into that yeah. but you know there's the anglophone and the french there's the uh there's the location there's the even the times that we follow some it's just it's so confusing but for me i would say central so sorry i'm sure that people are going to come for me now i wish i didn't put my real name in this <laughs> so where in cameroon are you from then um okay so for people that don't know cameroon is um by bilingual it's french it's anglophone and francophone i don't like to talk about it as a divide but unfortunately it is what it is um so my mom is angler from the anglophone region my dad is from the francophone region so again for cameroon because a lot of people and especially uk listeners might not know parts of the country so you're going to know today so my oh, mom's from the northwest which is and she's from bamenda she's specifically from bali not bali bali and um did you hear that? There's a there's a Bali in Africa. <laughs> <laughs> My dad is um, Bamli K, specifically from uh, Bazu and uh, Bafusam. So that is the West region. And that's closer to the capital, which is, uh, sorry, not the capital. Yawande is the capital, <laughs> but it's for the, he's close to Dwala, which is like the popular, the popular um, region which is where most people come to your one day is more for the political heads and people that are actually from there yeah yeah and how often do you go to Cameroon how often do you go how often do I go I go a lot so I grew up there as an infant as a child till I would say mid-primary but I've gone I guess now going without parents I go on average about three four times a year let's say three times a year yeah. um especially now I'm growing a business there I try to go as often as possible um but I've always gone back I've spent summers in the village Christmases and you know um back home so I'm very familiar with with Cameroon for me that's home that's always been home and with parents like mine you know when people ask you where you're from I don't say well, I'm from here. My parents are from, like, they would literally, yeah. you know, slap me upside my head and be like, that's not what we taught you. So, yeah. yeah. I shouldn't be saying my parents beat me. Yeah. Should I? Oh, God. I mean, I'm not going to edit this out. So, <laughs> it's, it's on record now. So, <laughs> um, You mentioned earlier uh, a divide in Cameroon. I know um, there's been a lot of, you know, um, social media campaigns going on um, yeah. surrounding what's going on in Cameroon right now. So for people that don't know, for people that are not on social media, mm -hmm. just give us, you know, a short account of what's been happening in Cameroon right like right now. Or mm -hmm. for, for not right now, it's been happening for it many years I now, think it's, it's the, like recognition of it probably started about four years ago, but it's it's been an ongoing yeah. issue as many other African countries have. It's just that it's taken, it took its toll around 2016 but essentially you know as I spoke about there being an anglophone and Frank, a French and English colonization there's always been a divide and it's um, predominantly a French country um, you know 
I don't like to say I'm French, but I'm from Francophone side. Um, I think about 70% Francophone. So there's always been a preference and there's always been, um, you know, more happening for people that are from these regions as opposed to the Anglophones um, who are, you know, seeking and getting less. They get less pay. They have, you know, less, they're lesser of when it comes to health services, um, education. Everything is just very much the bottom end of um, what the yeah. French are seeking and, and and receiving. So, you know, they started a strike. Essentially, it starts off with, I think, teachers striking, you know, because of pay and they didn't go to to, to work. Um, it started off very peaceful. Um, I, I will highlight that. But of course, it escalated. People took mm-hmm. advantage of it. And now it's just gotten to the point where um, I think the government, you know, as usual, trying to take matters into their own hands, started arresting people that, are, you know, um, um, protesting. They blocked the Internet, installed curfews um, and started, unfortunately, killing um there has been um this i guess they call them rebels <sighs> that's a bit debatable but ambazonians is what they call them and they're people that have kind of yeah. taken matters into their own hands and um have just basically started fighting the government um unfortunately it's it, it's it's escalated to the point where it's left thousands of thousands of people you know displaced internally people have fled the country there's been thousands of deaths um it's it's thousands there's so many children that are now unable to go to school in the anglophone regions and that really touches me because i'm very big on education um if anyone and yeah. i think with the government one of the laws is that you're not actually able to speak up against what they're doing so um one thing that happened earlier this year was a journalist samuel wazizi um was died in prison and it was under mysterious mysterious circumstances and you know people really really but I think for one thing I think that the internet is so powerful and that's been a voice for many and I think if we didn't have that people wouldn't even know half the things going on Cameroon's not a big country if you compare it to like neighboring yeah. countries like um Nigeria and um, um yeah. Congo etc which is on the other side so um it, it's, it's been great to get get have to be heard I guess um so unfortunately that's what's going on and although I go to Cameroon and I'm in the the francophone region you you could you could actually forget what's happening in the country because you know it's not affecting anyone on that side on you know the um the gendarme and police and all that have kind of you know somewhat protected everyone there but there are the death rate keeps going up and up as I said people have lost homes you know my mom is anglophone so I've had family members have to relocate families that have you know they hear gunshots on a daily basis and it's now normal it's the normal thing so it's it's really sad it's really 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 sad but I'm just praying for change every day I'm still hopeful and I'm just hoping that eventually this government actually does the right thing I'm, I'm a believer in you know not just praying for like or hoping that and someone else comes and takes over because what's to say they won't do the same thing I feel like they have to actually see the issue now as it is and do something about it and yeah like I said it's just one day at a time so yeah that's essentially what's going on but there's um amazing charities that are helping out one or two charities that I've worked with which maybe I'll send links to but people are doing what they can but it it, you have to get to the root of the problem it can only be that the government does the the right thing so yeah 
And what are the names of the charities? Well, the charities, okay, the one I was working with was called Open Dreams. Um, There's another one, I think it was called Kids of Tomorrow. Yeah, Kids of Tomorrow. And there's another one that I was going to work with, but of course lockdown happened, called um, SGI Foundation. Um, but they're based, yeah, the foundation. foundation. I think they can all be found on Instagram if you just search the names. But yeah. they um, have different purposes where they're either helping people that need immediate um, help, and they're also just in and with the with the regions that have been affected, they're um, just trying to um, maintain um, in the way the best way they can to you know keep children educated and fed and stuff like that. And, you know, someone, one family actually opened a, 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 like an unofficial orphanage, but opened up their home to, to children that have been displaced yeah. as well. So, yeah, it's it's really sad. Oh, it touches me every time because it's like, like I said, it's easy to forget. But yeah. um, like I said, that's home. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to start there as a business. Yeah, of course. So if, <laughs> if anybody wants to, you know, get involved with supporting uh, people on the ground in Cameroon. It's Open Dreams, Kids of Tomorrow, mm-hmm. and the last one was um, SGI Foundation. Can all be found on Instagram or if you Google them, I'm mm-hmm. sure they have yeah. websites. Um, so yeah, thank you, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, I know a lot of people have probably have seen, you know, uh, the hashtags on social media, but may not have really understood what's going on or know much about Cameroon. Mm-hmm. So you know now, no excuse mm-hmm. to be ignorant. Um, so back to you, your business in Cameroon. Um, when did you start? When did you decide to actually start the business, and why did you choose to do it in Cameroon? Right. So, um, why did I start in Cameroon? I think, as I've said, um, being Cameroonian and um, wanting to just, I believe in wanting to make my country a better place. Ultimately, I wanted be see a change and be a part of it I'm very big about empowering youths and giving them opportunities because I think opportunity is what separates people people here um in the UK or in, in the western world against you know all the talent and um and um knowledge that people in Africa have um so I just wanted to generate more income for people improve the country's economy um and yeah, I guess no matter like for me, for me, no matter who or where I am, I think my instinct just kept telling me to just go back. So, what what is the business? If you want to share, what what is the the initial business? This, I know this is probably the first one you're you know trying to set up in Cameroon. So, what is it? And yeah, just talk us through that side. Right. Of so, the first business um, that I have there is um, actually a nail boutique. It's very simple. People might yep. have thought that I was coming with something huge, but it's actually a nail boutique. And um, I started this with one of my good friends, she's a family friend, who happens to be on ground. That's one key thing, actually, I would point out when you have a business overseas. You have to have someone that is just as passionate or even more passionate than you and someone you trust. Um, so I started it with her. We have started out, we were just over a year old, um, and we started out as a mobile service, which I saw as a gap there. And um, the reason why I chose nails is because (laughs) this might sound silly, but I've always wanted to do something that involved, that's kind of relates to hospitality and people. I'm a people person, but I thought about food and I thought, oh my gosh, that's stressful. Like it just will just get messy. I don't know. (laughs) That's literally the the thought process. I thought, okay, no to food, no to hair, because I know nothing about it. 
And then um, yeah. my next big thing is skin, nails and beauty. Like I love doing my nails. That's, I'm not very, I don't have that much knowledge when it comes to makeup and other things, but my nails, my nails is my, my thing. So I just felt like if I have knowledge in this and um, also um, it's a, like a thing that I enjoy, it would be the next thing to go to. And I, my yeah. business partner, um, hey Belle, she um, actually studied <laughs> um she's she's trained well trained studies and I've actually started training because again I'm not someone that just wants to just hire someone and dictate I actually want to know how things work you know even if I'm just doing the basics um it would be good to just you know be on the other side and be able to know what I'm talking about so what's involved in starting a business in Cameroon paperwork everything number one Although the economy, although your pounds or which, uh, you know, whichever westernized currency or Asian currency, money, you have to have money. Um, But as well as that, you have to be registered, of course. I think the process is very similar to most businesses. You have to be registered. You have to be signed up for tax. And um, yeah, um, the only difference I would say is that a lot of things are up front. Like um, when we're looking, we're actually looking for a new space. And um, your yeah. rent has to be paid like six months to a year in advance, um, which I think is good as well, because okay. once you've wow. paid it, it's out of the way. The rent on average, yeah. um, we started quite small, but on average, the rent is about, say, like two million, about, let's say three, four thousand pounds for the year. It's not crazy okay. expensive, but it does it can grow depending yeah. on location and, and, and uh, dimension, uh, size. Um, but yeah. I think those are the core things. So I had to get myself registered. I had to have ID. Fortunately, um, you know, I have a Cameroonian passport and everything, so it was straightforward. But if you're coming as an international, um, there is a little bit more you'd have to do. You'd probably have to pay a bit more when it comes to taxes and um, registration and, um, you know, health and safety liabilities. But um, it's just a normal procedure, like most businesses would have and how did you how did you grow the business because of course you're Mm -hmm. over here I know you have your partner on the ground but it's a a new business you know how did you grow it how did you um get people to know who you are who you were to come to you Mm -hmm. to trust Mm -hmm. you how did you build that within that community yeah traditionally it's a traditional route of just word of mouth and people just believe like trusting you and believing you and I believe that you are your brand so essentially you know I had a period where I just thought I don't want to have like anything fake on me like I'm not going to do this and that so I stopped doing my nails but then I started telling people I have a nail business and then you know instantly you're going to look down at my hands (laughs) and not see anything that makes sense just like if you're a hair um, stylist your hair has to always you know be immaculate so I think for me the, the strongest thing is word of mouth and people just trying us out um Social media, we've only just actually started on social media. And um, I I mean, it's such a powerful tool now, but we haven't even capitalized on that yet. But it's been mainly just word of mouth and people that we know. Um, So friends of friends, etc. is how it's begun to grow. Um, I guess we did a bit of flyering and um, what else did we do? Now I come to think about it. Just like, just basically bombarding people with WhatsApp messages and begging and forcing them to try us. Um, yeah, that's what it's been so far. And what was the reception like? How did people receive your business mm. over there? 
um, just like any business like this, you know, most women have their go-to. Most women already have someone or somewhere that they go to. So I think in terms of the way they've received it, it's been received quite well. Um, people always like something new, especially back home, because there isn't that much to to do and much places that are good. So um, in terms of presentation and all of that, I've always tried to upkeep that. So people always want to go to the hottest thing or the latest thing at least once. Um, but retention is the next yeah. key thing and customer service and so on. So um, in, in terms of reception, it's been, it's been good. I wouldn't like it's been good. Um, I guess with the recent climate and everything with covid it's um there was a period where it was a bit slow but now we've you know had to um add the necessary um precautions and so on for um the service that we provide like protection and mask etc it's been fine um it's been like as i said it's been mobile so it's always been that we have kind of just been on top of things in terms of um i guess presentation and everything because people let that go and i'm really big on customer service i am i'm probably bigger than that one with my business partner i believe in giving people an experience no matter if you're a ceo or you're someone that saved all your money for the month to do your nails for your birthday i will always try and treat you the same way so yeah, it's experience. I know that you're learning French. So what was that like? You know, starting the business was there like a language barrier? Yeah. Or... Um. Fortunately for me, I'm not starting from the beginning in terms of learning the language. Um. So that's that's the benefit. But it has it. It definitely was a struggle. Um. And that's one of the things that kind of made me like say, Do you know what, Fenella, you can't just keep surviving on like this. Your local local French, where you're mixing English and French, or like broken English all the time you have to know the language professionally so it has um I guess at times it is a bit of a struggle sometimes I'll have to it might take a bit longer because I might have to translate documents or I might have to get someone to just confirm that the way I'm reading it is right um but again my business partner is fluently she's bilingual she's fluent in both so that's been an advantage as well but that's another key thing I would say if you're going to into a country where you don't know the language have someone you trust because it's very easy to <laughs> to be manipulated um fortunately again like I said I'm not I, I'm I have knowledge of the language I'm not fluent but I speak it to a to a certain degree but um yeah it, it's it, that's definitely one of the challenges that I've I faced how's the French uh, oh my goodness I feel along. like I'm a child again because it's like it really is like back to basics learning a language and you have to be consistent as I said um, it's really good um, for those that don't know Gracia introduced me to my tutor who's really good as well um, but it's hard there's times when it's so frustrating because you would it's, it's, it's all about memory and as you get older and as time has gone yeah. gosh I'm like my memory isn't as like it used to be but um yeah, no, it's good. I'm enjoying it overall. And I, I would recommend people do have two or three languages under their belt because it, it takes you further. Yeah. So what advice would you give to, you know, if there are people who want to start a business in Cameroon or even if they're not oh. Cameroonian, but they, they've listened to the podcast I and they think, there. I would I say... want to start a business there. Or any Cameroonians in the diaspora that want to go back and start a business, what would be your, mm-hmm. I don't know, top three tips? Okay. That's a good question. Um, be patient. Understand that 
um, things may not move as fast. I mean, for example, just to open a bank account took me half a day to open a bank account. Um, um, and that was with people that I knew. Um, so be patient. Try and save a certain amount. So definitely try and have a budget in mind. And um, what I mean by that is it's very easy to spend money nonstop when you're there but you have to be very strict have a budget and be strict so you maybe have like projections in place and you know save towards that or if you have the money already be very strict about it um it's very easy to just get lost in things and what I mean by that to give you an example there was a location that we found and it was like literally ticking every single box and I was very quick to just you know tell my partner do you know what let's just increase our budget for rent and she was putting her foot down she was like nope we're not doing it and I think I didn't speak to her for the rest of the day but I understand that you know costs can go up very quickly so I we've made we made projections for even um how much we would pay each employee for the year so I made sure that I didn't just save to start the business but I also had enough money to take us for 12 to 18 months um as well to maintain the business as well um and so there's that budget patience and um I would say that I wouldn't say it has to be something that you're passionate about something that you enjoy but you have to have some sort of interest I always say that with any business whether it's that you enjoy giving back or you enjoy the actual cause or you enjoy what you do you have to have some sort of interest and also knowledge as well in what you're doing definitely educate yourself as much as you can and have people you trust I think that's more than three things yeah (laughs) Oh, another thing is, and this is what I'm not used to in the in like in the UK, you have to have money like to open the bank account. You can't just open a bank account. Or maybe it, you do, because I haven't opened a bank account here in years. But uh, you have to have yeah, a minimum true. amount to put in the account initially to to actually set up the accounts. Um, yeah. And how many people have you recruited, and what was the our team is so like? small. We have just two at the moment. That's um, my partner, who's also, yeah. you know, essentially the manager. So there's three of us. Um, the recruitment process. Oh, my goodness. Um, <laughs> um, all right. We had, you know, basic requirements. A lot of the time people can, you know, just like anyone, myself included, you might, you know, elaborate on skills you may have. I said I was an expert at Excel. Yeah. And meanwhile, yeah. I'm just just about intermediate. So um, you have to be oh gosh sorry I'm having flashbacks you have to be so rigid and I'm such a nice person but if someone's not even doing well I don't even know how to to let them know or sack them and that's where my partner comes in because she's just so like she's so blunt (laughs) and I'm blunt but I'm just I'll start thinking about the you know the fact you have a family to feed and all this stuff and she doesn't care she's like that's not how you run a business but um yeah I guess the process you have to be just as tough I think I believe in having two or three interviews and in that you have to maybe have trials I believe in giving people a chance you see me I'm just too much of a mother Teresa it's looking to give people a chance and um yeah yeah I think for me I wanted to aim it I'm a bit biased but I wanted to aim it at um people that had experience and people that um were women um but I also wanted people to have um, what do you call this a um, a clientele already. Thank you. That was really insightful um, and really really interesting. And you know, especially sharing mm-hmm. what's going on mm-hmm. in Cameroon right now and how people can support. Um, so please um, go back to the beginning and um, listen to the charities because I forgot. Um, 
and you yes, know contact please. them if you want to support and get involved um and reshape what was the hashtag for Cameron? um for this crisis um end anglophone yeah. crisis or anglophone crisis end anglophone yeah. crisis or anglophone crisis so yes if you want to learn yeah, more please yeah, yeah, do go on yourself, twitter um, or yeah, instagram google google as well you know the, the, it is it is it also is actually, covered by yeah news. and there's actually another so, platform um, which is really good um, called on instagram called um justice for cameroon um they are very informative yeah. i think the people are based in the u.s um but they've you know um been quite they've the way they've laid everything out it's very easy to read easy to understand and digest and um it's very effective and they don't just speak about Cameroon you know they're speaking about Africa as a whole but yeah thank you so much for joining us um I hope you had a good time um can we do like something where I come back in a year or two and I tell you that like I'm doing you know presidents and um you know other people and stuff like that. yeah of course come back yeah. you'll be a millionaire then i can monetize the episode <laughs> that you come on so it's a win-win for me um so yeah definitely we'll do an update a one-year update on where you are now in cameroon you might even that's have different aim, branches different locations different yeah. parts of the country so yeah would love love to have you of course i mean really <laughs> yeah. choice. i'm just gonna make you come back on well, so. i'm picking up so many things <laughs> i didn't mention now but it doesn't matter I've got it. Well, you've got a year to prepare. In one year, with all the things you forgot to mention, and share it with us then. But um, um, but yeah, thank you so much for coming on, and thank you you to everyone that listened. Um, if you want to keep up to date with the episodes or what I'm up to, please follow me on Instagram, slices underscore of underscore grace on Instagram. Um, yeah, and leave a review. Um, let me know if you if you're from Cameroon and you have your own business. Um, um leave a comment um, when this episode is posted on what your thoughts were, and also on. Um, Fenella's controversial um, <laughs> opinions of where Cameroon is located. Oh Let me know what you think. But, um, yeah, no thank you so One much, Fenella, and thank you for listening. Instagram. Oh, okay, that's on you. That's not on me. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's true. So the name of my business—I didn't even say the name. Oh, Fenella, it's um Lacquer House. So L L A C Q U E R dot House on instagram yep. but like a house and why like a house it's i'm so bad with names i didn't want it to be like i don't know nail this or whatever but i thought of lacquer as in like you know varnish and paint so do you, do you get the connection by the way when i yeah, said that and i was a bit worried when i told people the podcast is going to be slices they thought it'd be about food so think about it's because fine. i think you have split um, personalities you know. i Sorry. Okay, this is not going in the podcast. What? <laughs> anyway, that's because I know you. But yeah. Uh, okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye.